Awesome. Well, Roger, thank you so much for taking time for this. I really appreciate it. Uh, as we start, can you maybe talk a little bit about your title, what, you, what your position is, what you do? Yeah, sure. Uh, and thanks for your time, Misha. I appreciate this opportunity. Um, and I'm Roger Caslow, and I'm the uh, Chief Information Security Officer for the Hampton Road Sanitation District. It's a large wet water, wastewater utility regional uh, here in uh, sunny Virginia Beach. We cover the entire eastern shore, as well as the majority of south, uh, southeast Virginia as a political subdivision of the state of Virginia. So we do all the management through that area. Very large uh, military uh, base, industrial base, tourism, et cetera, et cetera. I understand. Awesome. And how did you get into cybersecurity? Can you talk a little bit about your background? Yeah, I, I took a circuitous route. And uh, I'm, I don't, I'm not an IT professional, meaning I didn't come from, oh, you were doing help desk or you were doing network or those other things. Those I'm gonna call them more traditional routes to get here. Um, I have actually have a medical background. Um, really? I, was an, I was a Navy Fleet Marine Force uh, corpsman, uh, active duty for a number of years. I ended up going to get my uh, Master of Arts in Applied Economics. So I'm an economist and I worked as an economist and all these other things that I've done throughout my life, uh, you know, within, as an FMF corpsman, combat medic, I kind of know how to treat uh, stress. I kind of understand how to delineate between what's important and what's not important. Triage, uh, working within the economics field, of course, applied economics is all about risk, risk management, risk assessment, all those things bleed into there. What got me into cybersecurity was I, I was uh, working in the information operations space uh, as a as an intelligence officer uh, for the uh, Defense Intelligence Agency. So there's another career path yet again, right? That, that opens up, right? Medical field and all the way through. Um, and uh, worked my way and became a intelligence officer for the Director of National Intelligence. Uh, and they needed someone to manage a risk management program there. Mm -hmm. Perfect, right? Do strategy, all those other things. Those things worked out very well. Um, ultimately, I took uh, command and control of our penetration team, penetration test team. They came, they fell underneath me. All these other things fell within the space. Mm -hmm. That was my first formal cybersecurity role, even though I had worked within it from the physical security side and the counterintelligence security side tangentially. That was really my first cybersecurity role to work into that space. So more or less on the, the risk management policy, GRC almost, but not quite pure GRC, while also having my hands in operations. Amazing. So it's uh, it, all those different perspectives that it kind of uh, gives you a very unique viewpoint, I think. And from taking this into consideration for all those um, youngsters who are just kind of getting into the field of cybersecurity as a space, as you uh, know, it, it, it just grow, growing lips and bounds. There is a massive shortage. Um, and I think a lot of people are considering this is a career choice for someone who's just getting in. What will be your advice? What to spend time on, what to focus on um, as they're kind of outside looking in? Yeah, so I run into a lot of people who want to get in and I encourage it. I encourage it as much as I also reinforce the fact that 
Um, they have to have the passion for it. You don't want to get into it just because you think it's going to be a paycheck, number one, uh, because you're going to hate it. You're, you'll hate it. You'll end up working a sock floor as a sock analyst. You're entry level. You're coming in there if you're lucky, if you're lucky, and uh, and you'll be working shift work, and ultimately your 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 reputation, your career is on the line when it comes to not analyzing something properly, or you'll be fired. You're gone. You're out the door. It's not going to work. So I tell people if you're going to come in, number one, don't worry about the education. I mean, look at me. I don't have that education. Granted, I took, again, I took a crazy route to get to where I am. Mm -hmm. And this is my third time in the CISO chair. Um, have a passion for it. You have to find something you enjoy. And the good part about cybersecurity, the good part about all of it in total is there's many different areas to go into, many different domains within our field, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, anything from the SOC analyst, don't automatically assume you're going to go in and be a, a consultant because consultancy takes more than a couple of days to understand the approach, what the technology stacks are, et cetera. I've told secure, I've told uh, at uh, Black Hat, I've told vendors, sales vendors, young ones, young salespeople, hey, listen, if you want bona fides and credentials at the table, get a security plus, and then you'll understand this a little bit better. Um, start to drink from our water a little bit more, so to speak, our water well. But if you're brand new and you want to get into it, military is a great route. If military is not for you, then then uh, then go to school. But don't think that that degree in cybersecurity is an automatic ticket to get in the door, unless the organization that's hiring you is basically a mill for that type of thing. And there are a number of organizations out there that are just basically mills. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you now, if you just came to my door without any experience and just a degree, I'm going to want to get to know you better to see if you actually have that fire in your belly that actually makes you want, you have to want to be the protector type, the defender type, the, the type that really likes to do this, the, the one who likes to peel back the layers of the onion to find out, investigate, uh, into the forensic space or whatever you're doing, those types of attributes. It's the smartest person in the world without passion for this is useless to me. They're, they're, they're of no good to me. And no matter how smart they think they are, mm -hmm. no matter how book educated they are. Because they just want to be, yeah, it sounds like they would just want to be able to sustain like an ongoing level of dedication if they don't, feel, if, they don't have a, if it's just knowing but without the passion as you said exactly you have you have to you have to embrace it it has to it doesn't have to consume every 24 hours 365 days of your life although some incidences will consume 24 7 at least for more than a couple of days of your life mm -hmm. and you have to be prepared for that as well absolutely you have to be open for that absolutely it's um thank you thank you for sharing this um well from your vantage point as you kind of look into the future, next six months, 12 months, what do you think will be the top three challenges facing CISOs kind of across the board? Uh, well, the first one is, is the same challenge that's faced us since day one, and that's the user. Um, it's always the user. It, whether it be an issue or a challenge, it's, it's almost always the user is the challenge and trying to figure out a way to 
mitigate their actions or educate them. You can't patch the user, right? I can patch the, I can refresh my hardware. I can patch my software. I can, I can retire hardware and systems. Um, I can retire users, but that's, you know, usually after the fact. Um, but uh, the user can't be patched. They can't be upgraded. So it's the user. So what we have to do is try to find ways to to, to educate them. It doesn't mean overfishing, by the way, because overfishing makes them numb um, or makes them shy, too shy to actually do work. They get, they get frozen. Mm-hmm. Finding that solution there, and that's the first one. The second one I think is it's noise reduction. It's noise reduction and collab and, and actually fo- a combination of noise reduction and focused collaboration. Uh, like for example, with the groups with Lafinia, that's a, a focused collaboration point. I'm a part of a few other groups and a, and, a, and a board member on a few others as well. And I choose who I try to affiliate with because my time is critically at a commodity I cannot procure more of, right? And uh, to that point, uh, we have to you know, reduce the noise of the information points that are coming at us, not only from groups and, and that collaboration effort, but also internally with what we're seeing from our threat intelligence and these other things. And while a good SOC analyst can, can, can do so much, really the, their seasoned eye of, a, of someone who's been doing it for I'm at 20 years at least in cybersecurity now itself, is something that can't be ignored because I look at you look at things in a different with a different lens and able to peel through a little bit easier that way. So is um, it just like pat, pattern recognition and filtering noise signal and noise and doing it is scaling? it is it's, it's it really is that but then but again doing that that noise reduction but then the groups you collaborate with there's a re, you have to be selective in who you collaborate with. What's your value added of, right? For example, I have five groups and organizations I collaborate with. If the sixth one comes up, I have to value whether or not that sixth one is more important than the other five relationships I already have. Because mm-hmm. I know because I know I only have enough time for those five. Absolutely. Right. So that's and then still- the, the third one I was gonna say is 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 how are we gonna build out smarter defenses? And and uh, and and by smarter defenses, I mean they're there are CISOs, God bless their souls, who come to the table and they drop all the solutions in the world because they came back from a conference they, or they, they talked to vendor XYZ and they have all these solutions they drop on the desk that they want to implement. And then there are CISOs who try to do it in a very stepwise manner, the other side of that, to try to get things in place that make sense. So I say smart defense because depending upon the appetite of your organization, what they can, what they'll accept. They'll maybe some of them will accept that dump a bunch of security solutions on a desk and implement those solutions and put those together. Maybe I don't like that route, but that's okay. The other side is the is the is the stepwise, methodical, but not get frozen so much you don't make progress forward. So when I say smart defense is a challenge, it's trying to it's balancing those things through. And again, these things aren't new. They're just things that I think we keep focusing on the flavor, the soup du jour, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Is ransomware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but in fact, that's just, it's just another malware, just with a different impact level, right? But had you done smart defense all along, smart hygiene all along, things like that are no longer an issue. Yeah. No, I hear right? you. It's, 
So ransomware is actually one that's coming up a lot. And another one is uh, cloud security. A lot of organizations with work from home are moving to cloud is no longer an option. It's kind of the, the being pushed to do that. But it's, it's interesting. Those are very, actually very uh, interesting insights in, in terms of um, kind of the, what, what three things what CISOs will face uh, kind of in the near future. Now, kind of switching gears a little bit, if, if you were to say, if you were to start with the sentence with, you mentioned the kind of the several groups, um, if you were to say, I, I, I love Athenia because what would that be? And then conversely, I wish Athenia could be this or do more of that. What, what would those kind of two statements be? Well, I, I love Athenia because it's uh, it actually does provide a form, a proper form for sharing and collaboration. The updates that are sent out have a lot of relevance to different sectors. It's not just a single sector. Uh, and while I'm in the utility sector, I have interest in other areas because I have because I have worked in other areas, financial sector, healthcare sector. I think the only sector I haven't touched so far or ever will is retail, and that is just too much of a of a nightmare in my opinion but uh too many too many endpoints you can't see right um so that's part of it but that that really does open up and have those and now the only area there's no area in my opinion and, and i know that you, 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 to provide constructive feedback right critical constructive feedback is a good thing but in reality i can finish the way it is only because it fits in to my other four that i'm with and how they do, right? You can't be an ISMG, a cyber ed board. I don't want you to be that because then that's a competition space. Uh, you can't be a gardener or a forester, although you provide a lot of areas of things and support and, 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 and collaboration that way. You can't be an IMS because again, they're in that model too. So it, if Affinia accepts what it is today, and runs with that the way it is today, I think it'll be fine because it's today it's fine. It's a don't be a horse wanting to be a zebra, right? Be a horse, be the best horse you could possibly be. And God only knows you can't be a horse wanting to be an elephant because that's never going to happen. You could probably paint some stripes. You're, if you're a white horse, you paint black stripes. If you're a black horse, you paint white stripes. You can say, hey, look, I look like a zebra, but we all know you're not a zebra but you're trying too hard. And Affinia doesn't try too hard in those areas. It focuses in on, in my opinion, and from what I've seen, it focuses in on what is best for the group, what is best for its members, and what's best for its sponsors. And these things make sense. And that is success. It, it, to aspire to be something greater or different, I think that's, it might mess with the recipe. That I, I really appreciate your that that's an that's amazing feedback for us because from kind of our perspective and kind of just kind of showing a little bit what's going on behind the curtain. We are number one. We're trying not to contribute to noise because there is just too much of it. So we don't want to push more content, more um, webinars, more 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 of anything. Like we picked weekly cadence and it seems to be working fine. We don't want to, to switch to daily or hourly because it's just everyone is dealing with too much information with an uh, overload. And as you said, attention span is the most critical resource. On, on the one side, on the, on the other side, we want to make sure that we are relevant and continue to be relevant. So obviously we're not trying to be like Gartner or Forrester, uh, but we just want to 
with with the minimum chunk, want to create something that's continues to be relevant, continues to provide value to members, and as long as we're successful without overburdening the attention span and providing too much information, I think we'll be successful. It, it's 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 best, at least in my opinion, when we don't take the NASCAR approach to these groups and organizations. And by NASCAR approach, I mean living living here in the South, you know, Virginia, uh, the Old Dominion. It's best, but NASCAR has a lot of bumping, right? You ain't in drafting and bumping and, and grinding. And, and sometimes it's best just to watch a nice smooth flow. And that way everyone can go in and, and, and work their way around it. Because the minute you start to try to say, you know what, IANS is doing this, as an example. They're an organization that has a lot of similar activity. Or, or uh, ISMG is doing this. Or CyberEd is doing this. We should do that too. And now you've created up a, a, a conflict scenario where you won't be able to grow because people who are wedded to those organizations aren't going to jump onto the new guy because they're already comfortable with this person, right? Um, and it, it creates conflict of time and conflict of, well, they're the same, so it gives me more value. And they immediately drop the one. But if the one is doing its thing and everybody like, you know what, it really fills the gap. You're filling the gap exceptionally well for myself. Mm -hmm. And I do believe if it's for someone like myself, I'd hope it'd be for others as well. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, thank you very much. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Last question. Um, and if you don't have an answer for this, absolutely fine. Is there a kind of one vendor that kind of blew your mind last six months, uh, someone you want to do a show, shout out that's, that you think other, others in your uh, chair would appreciate knowing about? Maybe new, maybe startup, maybe someone who's known, but who totally uh, blew your way. It, it depends. I say it depends if you're talking about my sector or overall in general. So I work in the industrial control space as well as the normal, I call it that was easy information technology space, right? So I have both business IT and operations IT. Operations is where we sit in the utility space, the manufacturing space, the heavy equipment space, oh, uh, transportation space, right? Power, water, oil and gas. Um, <clears throat> if I go just to that and I ignore the ability to secure the cloud and all these other things that are okay, I'd, see, I'd say it's, a, it's Dragos. Uh, Dragos is an industrial security control company organization that provides solutions. They provide, uh, and Rob Lee is the CEO and uh, founder over there. They provide solutions for industrial controls, uh, monitoring, incident response, the whole stack, consulting, security engineering. They've really blown my mind in their customer approach because they're so engaged and they understand the criticality of what we call critical infrastructure and how we need to protect critical infrastructure in that way, right? So I, I'd say it's Dragos. If I were to go that, the, the normal, that was easy IT space, I love me some Cisco. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. you very much. Well, Roger, thank you for your time.